Alright, legends, welcome to Hellmouth Hotline. I'm your host, Rodney Stewart. So, um, yes, uh, I'm kind of self-conscious on this podcast episode because I'm, I'm putting this out as a live stream over on the review channel on YouTube. So, um, doing my best to uh, get back into the way of going. So, if you've been watching, or sorry, listening to this podcast, uh, I'm sorry, it hasn't been out for a while, but we're back to it now, and we're getting on to uh, Angel Season 1 with the episode The Bachelor Party. So uh, this here is a much better episode than you give it credit for at the very beginning. You think it's going to be one of these ones that's going to be boring, but it turns out to be good. There's a good bit of comedy in there as well, and they... Everything that happens throughout this episode. Having said that, it's a very emotional one for Doyle's character. Um, we start to get a little bit... Well, we very swiftly get his backstory, really. And uh, this episode kind of just brings everything together. You already know he's a half-demon. So, you know, he's always had the the crush on Cordelia as well. So, um, at the beginning of this episode, uh, Doyle, he's trying to get Angel to get out of his books and go out on the town to get sidetracked from everything that they're doing but uh, Cordelia of course arrives and he turns into his awkward self again when he sees her she's wearing this evening dress she's ready for a night out on the town and uh, her date is going to meet her at Angel Investigations Um, this guy Pierce he arrives and Angel Starts to interrogate him and uh, ask him where they're going, when she's going to be back, you know, doing the the big brother thing, you know, kind of just really to kind of annoy her more than anything else. Um, yes, uh, but Doyle, Doyle, and the some distress, the hopelessness of his own case with Cordelia, uh, Doyle sits on the sofa in the office, and he's leafing through one of Angel's books. And a photo of uh, a blonde girl slips from between the pages. Of course, Doyle, he picks it up and he says, he whistles, oh, kind of like a hottie. And uh, he asks Angel, is this an old squeeze? And would you be interested in dating a man with an Irish accent? But, you know, seeing the look on Angel's face, of course we know who it is as soon as we see the photograph. Doyle catches it straight away, realises it's Buffy and uh, starts to apologise but at that moment he is struck by another vision <laughs> just whenever he's got his foot in his mouth already and messing up with Cordelia uh, yes uh, he uh, gets a vision off the go uh, to track down some vampires there's a guy who's been captured by them so uh, off they go uh, we caught over to a restaurant upscale. Uh, the Cordelia finds herself bored to tears with this guy, Pierce, that she's out in the date with. And uh, he's just talking about trading and all the money he makes and whatnot and how exciting it is for him. But she's bored to death. Um, she entertains herself by imagining what her fellow team members are doing. Uh, Angel and Doyle cut back to them there in the midst of uh, 
a battle and a vampire nest. I'm sorry, guys. I'm getting totally sidetracked with my notes here. I'm trying to keep track of where I'm at. Um, they arrived just in time to save the victim. Uh, Angel mentions the Doyle. Uh, you know, you are reluctant to morph into your demon and a half. You know, you're stronger as a demon. You why don't you just, you know, whenever you're fighting, switch to demon mode and you'll be far stronger. Um, yes, uh, but Doyle is kind of like, he's still not comfortable with that side of himself and that comes out in this episode as well. So, uh, yes, uh, Angel takes the guy home, the guy that he just rescued, make sure he gets home safely and he sends Doyle back to the office. Um, but as they're leaving, this big mean-looking vampire emerges from hiding. So, uh, Yes, they haven't got all the vampires. Um, unaware that he's been followed, Doyle lets himself into the office uh, while hunting. The hunting vampire also observes Cordelia's arrival. Moments later, uh, this is the guy that survived the, the nest clean-out. Uh, this guy, Pierce, drops Cordelia off early because she claims to be not feeling the best and uh, you know, I've got a headache, I need to go home but you know, just drop me off in my office here, the, my car's here and whatnot. So, um, Pierce is going through the, the awkward small talk that you do on a date. Cordelia can't get out of there quick enough. But just as she gets out, uh, <laughs> the guy, he's like, you know, you need to be careful, I'm not sure, with this part of the town. At that point, the vampire steps out and he goes, yeah, that's crappy. At uh, which point, this guy screams, runs in terror, jumps into his car, tears off, leaves Cordelia on her own to face this vampire. Um, Cordelia, she's struggling to get away from him. And uh, suddenly, Doyle appears in the front steps with a crossbow and the hero attitude. Um... Taking his only shot, Doyle sends the bolt under the vampire's foot, um, <laughs> then engages in hand-to-hand as a deranged vampire throws Cordelia, rolling onto the, the sidewalk, uh, he yanks free and roars the attack, and outmatched, Doyle refuses, still refuses to morph onto his demon face, particularly because he doesn't want Cordelia to know that he is half-demon, so... He's up against it in this fight in a major way. But he manages to get his crossbow bolt, the arrow, whatever you want to call it, and uh, manages to kill the vampire with it. So, uh, yeah, Cordelia is impressed by what uh, Doyle just done. So the next day, Cordelia, was she's talking to Angel, and her evolving attitude towards Doyle and she's coming to the conclusion that you know Doyle might actually have some good potential um, at least deserves to be treated like a human <laughs> as a thank you for saving my life gesture she's going to take him out for a coffee and whatnot. so Angel he's kind of you know he already knows that Doyle has a mad crush on Cordelia and he's kind of keeping it under wraps but he's kind of like you know what might happen for them but uh yes Cordelia finds Doyle in the outer office and she's just about to bring it up to go for a coffee together and uh, a young woman opens the front door and she's standing there and 
she's smiling at Doyle. So at the moment in the series, when you're starting to see that swing back from Cordelia towards Doyle, there might be some romantic notions here and whatnot, this woman turns up and uh, we find out that this is indeed Doyle's wife. So uh, she calls him Francis, uh, stunned Doyle introduces him. Uh, he introduces her as his wife. Uh, Angel's just come out of the inner office and uh, another guy comes in, this guy, Richard. Uh, enthusiastically, he starts shaking Angel's hand and he's believing him to be Doyle, so he's like, you know, uh, after being set straight, Richard turns to Harry. Harry, this is Doyle's ex-wife, and mentions the wedding. So, of course, he's completely blasted out, which he didn't want him to say at this point. And uh, so Cordelia, she goes into classic Cordelia mode here, and she's like, you know, scandal, and she's ready to take it on on. But Angel gets hold of her and uh, takes her out of the room. Uh, this guy, Richard, goes back out the wit, and when they're alone, Harry presents divorce papers to Doyle, and he says he'll have to have his people look through the documents and make sure he's not buying anything, you know. So, uh, uh, later, Doyle declines Angel's offer of a shot of scotch and explains that his demon side genes uh, he inherited from his father that he'd never met and uh, they didn't manifest until he turned 21. And at this point, he and this girl, Harry, had already married and she eventually left him because he wasn't the man she married anymore. So uh, Doyle then speculates about uh, the real story behind Richard's friendly face. And uh, he gets Angel to go and, you know, investigate this guy. Um, so uh, Angel, he's like, no problem, I'll do that for you, but don't tell uh, Cordelia, she just want to charge you for it. So Angel follows Harry's fiance. And he spots him making uh, what looks to be an illegal exchange and then slipping into a steakhouse uh, with the package. And inside the restaurant, Richard hides the small package and in the industrial-sized refrigerator they've got in the back. Uh, Harry arrives soon after. She's got stacks of department store boxes tied together with twine. Richard, he goes into the storage area, selects this uh, bottle of sparkling wine they're going to have what seems to be a romantic evening together but of course Angel's outside keeping an eye on all this and just as Richard approaches Harry from behind uh, he morphs into a demonic appearance so at this Angel crashes through the big window tackles him to the ground lands a few punches on him uh, he realises that Richard isn't fighting back and that Harry is shouting at him to stop. So, Angel's confusion, uh, to his confusion, it seems Harry knows that Richard is a demon. And at that point, having obtained a degree of uh, ethno-demonology, I want to say, ethno-demonology, I wrote that word down in my notes so I could make sure they could say it and I'm trying to say it, I don't think I'm saying it right. So it turns out Harry has a degree in ethno-demonology. She's a demonologist. She, she, hunt, 
she doesn't hunt demons, she studies them. So uh, Richard is a benevolent demon. Uh, the knife that he hit also lifted a knife, morphed into the the demon. Uh, of course, this was Angel thinks he's going to kill her, but this was to uh, cut the ribbons on the boxes that she just brought in, and he was actually in an illegal food item. Uh, they serve at the restaurant, which is the deal that Angel seen going down in the street. So, uh, yeah. Angel kind of questions her, you know, you know, he's confused because Doyle told him that they had split because she couldn't accept him for his demon half. And she says, well, she did freak initially. That she quickly adjusted to the idea of Doyle's demon heritage uh, quicker than Doyle did himself and uh, actually encouraged Doyle to explore that side of himself but he couldn't accept himself he refused and Harry tells Angel that her first husband just shut down and withdrew and became pretty much a bitch to live with so uh, yes it's a bit of a twist in the story we weren't expecting at this point but it is what it is so uh, back at Angel Investigations Doyle he rants about the type of demon Richard and, and their rituals must be dangerous however Angel reads about how uh, animovic demons give up all rituals and now you just own a chain of restaurants. So, uh, yeah, Doyle, he's trying to find every excuse under the sun not to trust this guy. Uh, Doyle finally accepts that it wasn't his demon half that broke him and Harry up, but it was his own personality flaws that did it. That's a good lesson to learn if you're thinking about getting married because, you know, you only think... <laughs> You have it down until you actually try it. And it's not easy, let me tell you. So, uh, yeah, later Doyle signs the divorce papers. And, you know, at this point he's just like, I can't make her happy. I didn't make her happy. Maybe this guy can make her happy. So the best thing I can do is let her be happy. This is his line of thinking in this episode. So he signs the divorce papers. He hands him over to Harry. Uh, Richard's there. He's looking on. Uh, she excuses herself to go to make some copies in the photocopier. And Richard takes the opportunity opportunity to invite Doyle to his bachelor party. Um, he wants Doyle to give him his blessing to the new union. Uh, meanwhile, in the Angel's office, Harry invites Cordelia to the bachelorette party, explaining that Richard's family is very sweet and into all good vibes. But Cordelia is the first woman that she's met under the age of 300. So, um, at the, the party that night, the, the family assembles at the, the dining table for dinner, where, no, sorry, I've jumped ahead in my notes, they do gather around a dinner table, the Stranley home, that's uh, Richard's family home, uh, they're around the dining table for dinner, uh, passing around a bucket of chicken, they finalise the plans for Richard's party, although the beverage choices go without saying, there's some discussion about what food, you know, buffalo wings, frag uh activities, you know, stripper, whatever, you know, that sort of year. Uh, what would be best to compliment the ritual eating of the ex-husband's brains. So, yes, it's not going to be as straightforward 
as Doyle thinks, or anybody thinks at this point. So Richard's family is surprised and troubled when Doyle brings Angel along to the bachelor party at the restaurant. He wasn't invited. Uh, Doyle brings him anyway. Uh, Richard begins softening Doyle up, hoping to eventually elicit his blessing. So all he wants him to say is, I bless you, I bless your union and whatnot. And this is in their culture, which is going to be good enough to say, okay, he's giving me his blessing. That means it's okay to eat his brains. So uh, he spends the whole party trying to get Doyle to say this. And Doyle does pretty quickly. And he does go for the thing about, you know, I didn't make her happy. Maybe you can. So whatever. The only thing I can do now is to step back and let her be happy. So uh, meanwhile, at the, the Stanley home, Harry, she's fallen Cordelia and a little about Doyle's past, alluding to prior to the relationship, the qualities that first attracted her to Doyle. And Cordelia is, uh, you know, she's blown out of the water to learn that Doyle got his teaching credentials at the, uh, at a young age, uh, taught third grade, and uh, all while married to Harry. And she's less surprised to hear that Harry met Doyle at a food bank. And Cordelia points out that's more like a Doyle that I know and love. And uh, <laughs> she realises that Harry meant that he was volunteering there. Uh, back in the living room, Richard's mother calls out to them that it's time to play pornographic Pictionary. So, yes, uh, Harry says, you know, their, their ways are not our ways. Uh, so back at the bachelor party, Angel leaves Doyle unattended to investigate why Richards, why Richards' relatives, Ben and Nick, are retreating into the back room, and he overhears Uncle John performing some kind of blood rite, and he phones Cordelia to ask Harry for a translation of the incantation that he's just heard. So as Angel hangs up and turns away from the phone, uh, these guys jump out on him. Uh, four demons kick the living crap out of him and toss him out a second story window and he hits the ground unconscious um, back in the party the stripper's at it after the dance finishes Richard gets Doyle at the bar and asks him whether he's going to give any thought to blessing the proposed union so Doyle decides to not stand in the way as I say and he gives him uh, his blessing so uh Hearing the announcement that consent has been given, the rest of the family swarm Doyle and they lock him into this like wheel box thing that if you've seen like really old movies where the guys get into like the, the steam box sort of a thing. Exactly like this here. So it's just his head sticking out of this box, the rest of them's trapped in there. Um yeah, so uh Uncle John gives Doyle an injection to numb his head and then draws a dotted line across his forehead. So Doyle tries to take back his blessing, but Richard, Richard's uncle tells him that a blessing can't be rescinded. Uh, Doyle shouts for Angel, but they, the ritual proceedings continue uninterrupted. Now, there's a good bit of comedy at the end of this episode. Whenever he's in this box and he's trying to take the ritual back, and Richard, he's he comes in and he's like, well, I'm not sure I want to eat your brains anymore. And uh, Uncle John is like, you really just brains, you know, apologise to your friend. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I would love to eat your brains. So that's, that's a silly little comedy they got. 
Um, so we cut back out into the, the, the alley. Angel, he, of course, regains consciousness, vamps up, and just as Richard's about to cut on the Doyle's skull, Angel busts into the restaurant, destroying the front door. Richard's brothers question why Doyle brought a vampire to a bachelor party, and uh, Doyle smiles and nods while uh, Richard's relatives mob Angel, and they start this huge fight in the restaurant. So while all that's going on, Harry and Cordelia, they have worked out what's happened and uh, they've translated part of the, the ritual, but uh, one of the aunts accidentally gives it away. So they run to the party to try and stop what's going to happen here. So uh, they turn up in the middle of this fight and uh, breaks everything up. At this point, Doyle has finally gone full demon mode, you know, he's, he's morphed under the, the green face and like the spikes and, and his face and neck and just the spikes everywhere, it's like a green hedgehog and uh, he's beaten all around him, giving as good as he's getting and uh, Cordelia turns up along with Harry, they break up the fight, she's never seen Doyle in demon form before so she starts beating him down with a, a tray so uh she beats him down under the corner and she turns around to check something out and uh, Doyle pops up, uh, morphed back into human form and Cordelia automatically says, oh my goodness, what have they done to you? Look at your head and all this bruise after her beating the face off him. So, uh, yes, Harry gets into it with Richard and Richard admits that he was just trying to follow the old ways. Uncle John says that these rituals are still important to them and she mockingly asks him, when was the last time that you tore yourself away from TV long enough to spill the blood of a she-goat? So uh, Harry tells Richard that, you know, you know how I feel about these barbaric customs, but Richard tells her that his family won't allow the marriage unless he performs the ritual. So Harry turns around, she looks at Doyle before turning back to her and looks in Richard's eyes. She takes him by the hand and then pulls her hands away, leaving the engagement ring on his palm. So uh, Harry turns and she snaps at Doyle and she says she needs his brains if he says anything. So she storms off and uh, Doyle kind of smugly leaves then. Um, yeah, so uh, at the end of the episode, Angel and Cordelia watch Doyle mope in the outer office and Cordelia points out that Doyle still pretty hung up on Harry and Angel, he agrees, saying that Doyle didn't even know how much he was. So Cordelia says something that needs to, someone needs to go out there and cheer him up. So Angel's like, oh, Mopey gets up to do it. And she's like, uh, Cordelia stops him saying, you know, it needs to be someone with an actual heartbeat. So she goes out to Doyle and she asks if he's going to become a, a loser pining guy because you know we've already got one of them uh, so uh, both Doyle and Angel take that sarcastic offence to it so um, Cordelia continues saying that Angel can actually pull the attitude off uh, so he sits down and tells Doyle that he'll get through it because he's a nice guy and uh, he asks if she really thinks he is a nice guy and she confirms it so 
suddenly Doyle has, at the very end of the episode, and you knew it was coming at the very beginning whenever you had that flash of the photograph of Buffy, the, the, the vision comes in, we see it, uh, he recognises Buffy from Angel's photo, and she's fighting a vampire. Uh, Angel asks what he saw. Doyle has a test answer, and we cut to the credits. So that was a tasty, tasty little episode. I really do enjoy uh, Angel. I think for me, between Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, I far, far prefer Angel over Buffy. So yes, if you've never took time check that series out i would highly recommend you do it so that's going to do it for this podcast episode guys i hope you didn't did enjoy it and hopefully i'll be back on friday with i think a friday the 13th so uh, i'll talk to you all then this has been a production of coins age media thank you so much for listening